special episode of off campus today we have your very own principal kelly miss kelly how are you doing today i'm fantastic thank you for having me of course it's our pleasure to have you on this show uh thank you for being here so since it's the last week of school uh what are you feeling right now like uh how are you holding up well the last week of school is always very very busy i have obviously have some mixed feelings because I'm so proud and excited for the seniors but I'm also sad because I won't be here next year Mm -hmm. so uh, um, I've just kind of all sorts of stuff going on in my brain and my heart and you've been here how long this is the end of my fifth year fifth year as principal and did you start out as like something below a principal or did you come in here as a principal it's a great question I not in this district but I was a principal for a few years before this somewhere else and a vice principal for about eight years before that, oh, okay. and a teacher for seven or eight years before that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been in education for a while. So like five years. That's basically how long we've been in high school. No, less, more maybe than a little bit longer. Because right. no, we're, we're juniors. As, yeah, uh, you're my second year class. Yeah. Oh no, you're my third, third year. Third class. year probably. Yeah. yeah, but you missed like a year off. Yeah, I, I had that? half a year off because I crashed my bicycle and we had to have a hip oh. replacement. Yeah, we remember that. But I came uh, back. I yeah, did come definitely. back in January. Came back strong. <laughs> Trust the again. process. <laughs> yeah. Trust the fake hip. It works. It's amazing surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you seen the school evolve? I mean, like, we've been here three years. You've been here five. We've kind of seen the school go through a lot of phases, a lot of different culture changes. How do you think the school has evolved? I think the school is truly impressive at this point. Um, Many things have changed. Student culture has changed. Mm -hmm. So five years ago, when I was first walking around campus um, during summer summer school classes, kids would tell me how much they hated being here. (laughs) And now we can't get kids off campus, which Uh I think is super Mm -hmm. awesome. And that's the work of a really dedicated staff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the work of all the ROAR stuff we've done on campus. It's the work of Mm -hmm. like link crew and orientations and that first year, that senior class was crazy, and I told them I would say yeah, yes. What senior class was that? That was... Class of... What class would that be? 2013? 13, 13, 13, 13, 14, 14, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. No, 2014. 2014. So it would be 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 2014. Oh, yeah. I told them, and the administrative team agreed, <clears throat> that we would say yes to anything they asked for, as long as it was safe and we could pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lot of fun. That first class was crazy wild, and um, they... I them a lot of credit for changing the culture of the school and making it as much fun as it is today mm-hmm. and all the leadership students have come along the way and all the teachers who have taken the time to work at work with Roar mm-hmm. and um, it's a pretty awesome place now so uh, was Roar always here or was it something that you brought to the school with interesting you? you should ask that because I'm assuming that your next interview will be with the next principal right mm-hmm. who's Mr. the next principal Mr. Just for Ky- everyone who Mr. Know. Kyle Kleckner the same Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Kleckner will be back and you guys had him as a freshman right yeah yeah so um, Mr. Kleckner is actually was a huge part of Roar on okay. developing that concept mm-hmm. and working within what's called a positive behavior intervention mm-hmm. um, system model and he definitely helped build that program and so okay. he's very familiar with it and he, it mm-hmm. will continue for a long long time so it was like a brainchild of mr kleckner's i think it was a brainchild of a lot of people who participated he happened mm-hmm. to be the lead on it so he helped oh, move yeah. it the oh, process okay. forward mm-hmm. positive behavior intervention systems is a pretty well-known school process and mm-hmm. then you kind of follow the process and build your own program mm-hmm. we chose to build pbis based on the fact that um, this is a pretty awesome school and we should be really proud of the work students and teachers do every day and the mm-hmm. success rates 
And so Roar has a lot to do with like just sort of what we envision school pride would look like. Yeah, we don't. I don't think me and Chase know like a school without Roar because ever since we've been here, it's been kind of like just <laughs> Roar, keep Roar, 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 Roar. Yeah, repetition, repetition. <laughs> and I think obviously some people might not take it seriously because that's bound to happen. But I think when you set certain standards, like realize your potential on your actions, kind of makes you think. What twice. are the last two? Do you know the last two? Uh, yeah, it's on a poster. Oh, you're We're cheating. In your, in your room, <laughs> you're so cheating. Yeah, act with integrity. Act with integrity. Respect your community. So even though a lot of students might not take it seriously, but when it's like permanently ingrained into your brain, you might sometimes subconsciously think twice about your actions. Mm. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting because I don't think freshmen really understand the words, but I think as seniors walk a stage tomorrow, mm-hmm. definitely, um, yeah. I will be asking them to roar as adults, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because all of a sudden it's like, oh, did I realize my potential? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. am I owning my actions as I'm going off to mm-hmm. what's next? Yeah. Um, and so we kind of go through that and I kind of challenge them on that level and it's very much more of an adult understanding mm-hmm. than the freshman who walks in and goes, what yeah. are you talking about? Oh, okay, I'll sit down <laughs> in my seat. Right, yeah. to the senior who's like, oh, yeah, like life mm-hmm. is real, right? Mm-hmm. I got to get out there and go to college and get a job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it changes with, over time. Yep. So I think those morning announcements with Roar and, like, all those different activities, definitely during um, the liaison schedule as well, I think that really helped uh, helped us learn more about Roar and, like, what it is, like, especially as a freshman. When you first come in, you hear Roar and you say, and, like, I remember first when I got a Linker t-shirt and then, I saw like I love Evie and then I remember everyone saying roar and all this stuff during the activities when we're walking around but I wasn't exactly sure but I think as time went on I got more I got a grasp around what the idea was and sort of what it was trying to promote. It's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty good. You know the the presentations in the fall and all the leadership liaison mm-hmm. lessons really make a difference because they make it more real. Yeah. The, um, we really talk a lot about social responsibility and I mm-hmm. think kind of freaks kids out too when they hear how short high school really is 180 yeah. times mm-hmm. four 720 yeah. days it's mm-hmm. like what <laughs> i have 720 days and then i'm like out of the house off to college mm-hmm. 18 yeah. able to vote all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so um, yeah i think it's been pretty meaningful and i think it has changed campus and i think actually just making sure we honor and celebrate achievements of students every day whether it's you know um somebody volunteering at an event to somebody getting some kind of a big award uh, just really recognizing kind yeah. of the mm-hmm. cool stuff that happens every day for teachers and students is mm-hmm. super important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you've been here five years. Do you have like a most memorable or maybe one of your most memorable experiences? We have battle. We have like a <gasps> bunch of cool stuff. What would be the most memorable experience? Well, I love Winterfest, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I love Winterfest because... The carousel. The carousel. The carousel. You know, I've never gotten on the other time I've been on the carousel is uh, at prom because the carousel lines Mm -hmm. at Winterfest are too long. Yeah, they're way too long. They're way too (laughs) long, right? I just like the vibe during Winterfest. It's Mm -hmm. like really sweet and super positive. Beginning of the year, too. Winterfest? Well, Well, it's kind of like most people haven't really, like, I think it's the first, after homecoming, it's one of the biggest events. Yeah, yeah, I just really like it. I love the fact that so many people participate in it, and I love all the. you know all the all the groups were forming in Cougar mm-hmm. Hall, yeah, and I love the big, you know, inflatable snowmen mm-hmm. and the yeah. fact that it's kind of multicultural. I just love all of it, mm-hmm. and I just think it's um, a good time of year because people are in a reflective place and they're really into sort of celebrating humanity and mm-hmm. compassion and kindness is pretty pretty big deal that time of year, and so yeah. I, I like that. Have we yeah. always had Winterfest, or is that like uh, as far as I know of? It goes back in yeah. the school's history, right? Um, mm-hmm. I will cool. tell you, I had a very singular moment this year that I really loved too. Right was um, when I saw Folklorico and mm-hmm. the BSU step team oh, at battle yeah. this year, yeah. like 
combine their talents and do a little bit of each together. I thought, mm -hmm. wow, that's an awesome moment for the school because yeah. we used to be pretty divided, and I think mm -hmm. that to me was like a sign that things are changing, that, that students are really positive and are reaching out to each other. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because like I was at battle. I didn't really know what was going on at first until they kind of announced it. They brought in like the stage, and then they, they each uh, – even though there's two separate clubs, they both performed the same act, and it was just, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and you know, they're really different, so yeah. I was wondering how long... Yeah, how do they, go, why why, right? why uh, BSU and why Folklorico, but it kind of, it worked. It, it worked. worked, they just, they, um, their faculty coordinators are uh, know each other, um, I think they're two uh, groups on campus that represent minority populations, and mm -hmm. so they often are supporting each other. Yeah. And I was just so proud of the clubs in general because it was such a positive um, uh, sort of presentation of home life, home culture mm -hmm. uh, reflected here on campus. Then that makes it part of our home culture, yeah. which is really important. Mm -hmm. Like one thing I've seen, like when I was walking around more like this year rather than previous years, I've seen like more of people of different like races, like uh, sort of like. Uh, talking together and like before, awesome, right? like yeah, it's it's really cool because like when I first came here, like, usually like I've seen like people of their own like in the city like sort of stick to each other or stick together because they have like the same like I guess background so they connect more. But now I see like people from all different races in a group together speaking. I think it's like something yeah. really great. What do you think has caused that change? I'm kind of curious about that one. Um, I think maybe because uh, there's more uh, people from different ethnicities now coming in because previously there was uh, a lot more diversity like when the school first opened then more uh, I think sort of Asian the populations from the Asian side sort of coming came in and then um, people might say that oh, because we're Asians we'd stick to Asians or because we're Indians we stick to Indians but I, yeah, think I don't know if it's like uh, maybe it's just us because we you know how we've gone from freshmen to juniors Obviously, if, like, freshmen are going to try to stay to their group from the school and, like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe as we've grown as uh, students, that's when you notice the changes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. so I don't know. We've been working I'm, on it a lot as a school, right? Yeah, we've been trying yeah. to really honor everyone's home culture. Like Unity Week and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Multicultural Week, Unity Week, and really bringing everyone forward into the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad to hear that you feel that the student population is sort of mm -hmm. gravitating to that yeah. and, and really having a good time with it. Mm -hmm. Right? The more we learn from each other, the better we become as human beings yep, so definitely and the stronger we become together as human beings so that's mm -hmm. pretty cool actually stay tuned because that's a part of my graduation speech tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for that i it's am be ready kind of I emotional actually, right uh, <laughs> i always get a little teary-eyed and then i get like petrified because i'm walking in front of like five or six thousand people and that like shocks me out of the teary-eyed yeah. into the petrified <laughs> and i get like this like nervous stomach and then i'm like okay breathe right i go practice a bunch of times before everybody walks in mm -hmm. But this year, I've asked, actually asked four students to join me, too. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I asked them, and I won't, no spoiler alerts here, I won't give you their name, <laughs> oh, names. Um, the reason I've asked them is because as young adults, I've seen them lead through some really trying times this year. Mm -hmm. And they are non-traditional leaders. They're like the everyday kids who just kind of step on going, oh, that's not okay. You need, you know, this mm -hmm. is how we are at EV. Or, hey, this needs to get done. I'm going to just take care of it and mm -hmm. give it to Miss Kelly and as a gift. You know, it's like, um, you know, people who have... I think it across America right now, it's pretty volatile, and there's a lot of kind of crazy screaming back and forth, um, and not a lot of listening. And I think these are all students who exemplified leadership skills because mm -hmm. they wanted to understand the other person, and they sought to make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and they sought to use, They could have easily said, "Oh, I'm not going to talk to you anymore," or whatever. Um, but instead, they sought to reach out in some way mm -hmm. or the other and communicate with other people. And that, to me, is awesome. Yeah. So and yes, they roared. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. I'm gonna bring back bring it back to that every time, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So we talked about some of your highs as a principal. Now, we know as principal, you have to make some tough decisions. So what were some of the, like, the toughest decisions that you'd have to make? Oh, tough decisions. <laughs> tough decisions. I think anytime I have to say no, for whatever reason, like, you know, I have to say no because it's uh, an insurance liability or no, it's a legal liability. That bums me out because I always want to say yes to students who have ideas mm -hmm. and I want to encourage their creativity and um, their intellectual curiosity. But sometimes I got to be like, no, you can't use the drone because oh. the district policy says it might fall <laughs> on somebody's head, right? So, and I know, you know, Chase is laughing right now because we just had this conversation <laughs> 10 minutes ago. But uh, like that kind of makes me sad, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the hard part because sometimes people get upset when I say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think sometimes that's the hardest part about being a leader is you have to say no because of bigger issues, mm -hmm. even though it's yeah. kind of a cool idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like promoting the creative side is definitely like something that we like as a, of, a, of a principal and then you promoting the idea is something why we all support you and like you as a principal. Oh, that's nice. Thank yeah. you. I think that's part of it, right? We're sitting here. This is Big Cat Media. How many podcasts have you guys done now? Just your uh, second or third? It's going to be like the third one. Yeah. Awesome, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, you're going to do a handover to Mr. Kleckner later this week. Yeah, I think hopefully, this yeah, hopefully we get this rolling a little bit more next year, but I think we've set the foundation pretty good this year. The foundation's yeah. amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think you've got all the social media outlets up and running, mm -hmm. you've got a web page up yeah. and running. Mm -hmm. So I think it's ready to roll. I know I have, could give you a list right now of all the videos I'd like to see. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that you know that there's a ton of things I love this mm -hmm. podcast idea I think it's amazing I think you guys need to get out and do some marketing mm -hmm. for it too yeah okay. I think one of my main inspirations in like kind of thinking of a podcast right is well I've always heard people starting podcasts and I think that not enough schools really do this because as a school you're a community but that communication is sometimes lacking because um you never really get to hear the voice of the students. Rather, you might you might read articles, you might like see videos, but that's all pretty much filtered, right? You never really get to see the true side and like how people their cadence and like how the like what their real um, live. Yeah, what their real life is really about. Yeah, live and unedited. Uh oh. <laughs> some some edit. Some uh -oh. <laughs> Put a little disclaimer there. <laughs> I mean, if I say something crazy, you'll edit me out. Don't do it, Ani. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get the bleeper out. <laughs> so, uh, you've been here for five years. What really got you into education? Wow, you know, so I started coaching when I was 14. No, coaching? Sorry, coaching when I was 16. What type of coaching? Um, basketball. I was a oh. high school <laughs> basketball coach. And... Uh, I don't know, I ended up, my sister, younger sister's team and her school needed a coach and mm -hmm. the athletic director called me and I was like, sure, I got nothing to do right now, my season's <laughs> over. So I started coaching and then I coached all the way through, I don't know, into my 20s. I did, um, got my teaching credential because it was inspiring to me to watch the way young adults and young, young students learn. And then I started teaching and I taught sixth through 10th grade math, science, and PE, and I've coached a lot of basketball at the national level, the club mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. um, That's really cool. It is really cool. I actually really miss it, but you can't be an administrator and coach because there's just not enough yeah. time in yeah, the day. That's, that's, I think that being a teacher is really different than being a principal. So how, like, because I feel like there's a, there should be a, a, 
like different educations for teachers versus principals because isn't it a totally different skill set or responsibility That's set? A very good question. There is actually there is actually. So you become a teacher and then you go get your uh, credential in teaching and mm-hmm. in your content area. Mine happened to be math. And uh, actually, I had also in journalism because of my background in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And then I taught for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. I taught for seven years. And then I had to go back to school and get a credential in administrative edu- in education administration mm-hmm. uh, and secondary education. Um, so there is. And then you go through sort of business policy, law, uh, curriculum instruction, all sorts of, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the business side of yeah. the profession. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But and it's so, really hard to be an administrator if you haven't taught because then you wouldn't yeah. understand the school and the teachers and the kids and um, what's important day to day. I've always wondered, like, how do you bridge that gap? How do you go from being a teacher to a principal? Do you just apply or is it like a, is a selective process or something like that? Like, what, what would Mr. Kleckner have to do to be uh, put, in a position, put okay. in his position? So I think most teachers who are interested in leadership, but there's some teachers on campus right now, yeah. um, when they become interested in becoming an administrator, they'll start to volunteer to do other things, like they'll work on the loss committee or they'll help with supervision or they'll help with athletics or you know, maybe become the AVID coordinator. And mm-hmm. so they'll take on increasing levels of responsibility to get some understanding. Sometimes if I have a couple days in a behavior office, we'll bring a teacher up who's interested in administration and let them work mm-hmm. on the behavioral side of the house or the link crew stuff oh, okay. and put a sub in their classroom. And then if they're interested in it, then they have to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And then once they go back to school, then they start applying for their first job as an administrator. And once they get their first job as an administrator, um, then that's kind of where the on-the-job on learning becomes. So mm-hmm. you've done anywhere from a 15-month to two-year administrative credential mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. where you have to... Um, you know, put in volunteer hours at your school and you have to work on sort of, sort of administrative projects and research data and come up with potential solutions to some scenarios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like that in-between phase yeah. mm-hmm. and then you become a first-year administrator and you have five years in which you have to clear your credential, meaning you have five years to finish, complete your education while you're on the job. Okay. So you do it as a teacher and then you do it again differently as an administrator. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an easy thing, mm-hmm. but it's also super cool. Mm-hmm. Right? You learn a lot. You grow a lot. So you think that after you put in all that work throughout that time, it's definitely worth it as an experience for that like, time in between? I love my job. Mm-hmm. Like People would not think that. I mean, I, I love my job. I, I was just thinking when you said I've been here five years, that's about 2,500, 2,600 graduates. Mm-hmm. It's, pretty, it's pretty crazy when you think about how many yeah. lives you touch as a teacher, as an mm-hmm. administrator. Um, and given the fact that most people live within 50 miles of where they went to high school, mm-hmm. If the school district is doing a great job, you can actually over time change the community in which you live mm-hmm. because you're making kids have the opportunity to be more employable, to go to college, to mm-hmm. get credentials, yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. to go back into their own schools and teach. EV just now is starting to have alumni come back in, oh, which okay. is as teachers, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool what schools yeah. do. Yeah, I think that's kind of special because like um, most people see the principal, like there's a stigma that if you're the principal, oh, you're gonna have to deal with all the parents and all like all these like really um, annoying factors about being principal, right? Yep, mostly the parents, right? Because each parent wants to do their best for their child, and sometimes this clashes with the teacher, and sometimes the teachers don't get along with students, and the principal is mainly the center of that. So I think that's the common uh, the outlook on principals. But you you clearly said oh, I've touched this many students, and I think that's that's what really draws, that's pretty inspirational. Because you put all that stuff aside, once you look at it from an outside point of view, 
you really see what's um what's really important. Yeah, no teacher, no administrator goes into education because they're trying to make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. You've got math teachers and science teachers and English teachers who have went into the private sector could make a lot more money, myself included, right? So there's another reason, and the yeah. reason is because you want to help educate young young adults, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you see that bigger picture. And even, yeah, there's days where I'm like bogged down in paperwork. You guys came out <laughs> through 15 things and you had to wait for me. I'm like, ah, what's going on, right? Um, but at the end of the day, this is an awesome conversation. You guys are doing something you love that maybe mm-hmm. you'll take out into your future job somewhere. Where, and it's hard to know where this will end up, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff. Um, Hopefully on the website <laughs> if you uh, plug that real quick. <laughs> yes. Hey, Big Cat Media. Check out the website. What is our website address? Uh, oh, come on now. You don't actually know it. Can they Google the Big Cat Media? We're yeah, very new link, people. It'll be linked. We'll link it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll link it down. All right. They'll put it at the bottom someplace. Yeah. It's we're, it's very new, and um, the goal of Big Cat Media is to become the social media arm um, of the school and to be there to help answer questions for adults and students and to be a vehicle for administrators to get the word out mm-hmm. and just have like real conversations and not be edited. Yeah. In any way, ever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like my job. It's an okay thing. Um, was there a teacher that inspired you? I think most people, when I hear most teachers, they'll have a certain person in mind that kind of like took the wheel for them. Or gosh, you know, them. I think if people really think about it, there's teachers who inspire them, and the teachers. There's usually way more than one teacher because we're all a product. In high school alone, you're the product of, what, 24 teachers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you've got your K-8 teachers and anybody you took an outside class with and counselors. your coaches, counselors, right? It's mm-hmm. like this combo. I think I've been inspired by people who were amazing, by people who challenged me. Like I had this one professor in college who like, mm, this isn't good enough. Give it to me when you're done. And I was like, oh, okay, he's going to make me work. Um you know, by, by coaches along the way, I had wonderful teachers. I had this amazing um, U.S. history teacher who was also a theater major mm-hmm. and ran the classroom one week like it was Nazi Germany. <laughs> and she came in in uniform, and I was, like, so freaked out by the end of the week. I was like, ah, oh, I get it. This is super scary. You know, I had an English teacher who was just so super passionate for AP English. Um, made me love things that I actually hated reading. I don't know how she did that. <laughs> so it was, maybe it was because I learned to like look at the text, the content mm-hmm. behind the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the most important parts yeah. of reading, yeah. is like looking at the text. <laughs> I've had some amazing coaches because I was an athlete who really challenged me to become stronger as a person. And then I've had a few experiences that, you know, I didn't connect with the teacher. Or I didn't think it was great or awesome. Um, and I think I became a better teacher and administrator because I didn't want to be like that. You know, I have the 17-year-old memory of that teacher and I have the 50-plus-year-old somewhere in there old um, kind of look now. It's like, well, yeah, maybe that was on me as a student. Maybe I didn't really get what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But either way, all those all those opportunities really influenced me. And so, you know, for the good or the bad. If Sometimes you, the hardest teacher is actually your best teacher, like motivates yeah, you the most, mm-hmm. or even when you don't get a great grade. Mm-hmm. They right? definitely make you like, um, because like not always like if, I guess you say if someone gets a grade easily, then they say that okay, I don't have to improve. But rather, if a teacher gives them an option to improve, they'll work more and, and sort of immerse themselves in that subject, so that next time when they present something, it'll be at a much higher quality. Right, and they challenge you to become a better person, right, mm-hmm. a stronger person. I think that's a skill set that you really. I mean, really, information's everywhere now, so you can get information, you know, go online, pick up a book, whatever, or your phone. 
but the perseverance piece I think is mm -hmm. really important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Miss Kelly, what was your proudest achievement throughout your whole principal tenure? I think the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that when I started five years ago, and if you asked kids if they wanted to be, if they liked it here, they said no, they hated it. <laughs> and now, like we can't get kids to leave campus, they're here all the time, and they enjoy being here, and we've really built up the student activities and the pride in the school. So that's really awesome, and I think what's super awesome about that is I think there's parts of that that have led to more student success, yeah. meaning like um, for last year, the end of the fourth year, the college readiness rate had gone from 52% to 71%, and I anticipate it'll be even higher this year. And that's really awesome when you can mm -hmm. see that that many students are moving forward. You're talking about 20% more students, 25% more students, mm -hmm. if it continues to grow this year, being college ready. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. fantastic. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a really big deal, yeah. Because that's mainly your job, right? Yeah. Making sure kids are college ready while also having them have a good experience. So I think seeing that improvement from when you first came here to when you're leaving, I think that's pretty crazy because that's not an easy feat. It has not yeah. been, and mm -hmm. it is, you know, the, we just said a few minutes ago, the, the, a graduate is the work of 24 teachers, mm -hmm. one or two counselors, yeah. a bunch of administrators, mm -hmm. coaches. Uh, it's a lot to kind of coordinate and to try and move everyone forward, right? Um, but I think in general, it's been a super positive experience and, uh, for me, and I hope the students have learned. And, you know, my goal is always when I'm leaving to leave something better than when I started and to leave it in the place where the new person can walk in and just sort of take off. So that's what I'm hoping to do. It helps that I happen to know Mr. Kleitner, mm -hmm. and that you know, he and I spent a couple hours this morning mm -hmm. chatting, and we'll yeah. continue to and over the next month as we turn stuff as I turn stuff over to him. So. Mm -hmm. I think one question we like to ask pretty much everyone who comes on the show: uh, if you could go back to any part of your career, any part of your childhood, any part of your life, and you wanted to give yourself <laughs> and you wanted to give yourself some advice. What would that advice be? Ah, silence in the room. <laughs> um, I think the advice yeah. would be to just go for it. Like, mm -hmm. don't let anybody tell you can't. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to be able to do it. And to do that when you're super young, like in college and after college, and I don't mean just stupid things like be reckless. <laughs> what I mean is like, you know, if you have an idea about there's something you want to do professionally, mm -hmm. just go for it. Um, because I think that when you chase down your dreams, you often attain them, mm -hmm. and that's pretty cool, yeah. right? Like, I would never have guessed in college that I would be sitting where I'm sitting today, but I, I kind of just kept doing my interests, and they've mm -hmm. led me to where I am today, and I love my job, so that's a good thing. Do you have an example yeah. where you had a, a decision, and uh, you were a little bit, you had some inhibitions, you didn't really want to do it, but then you decided to do it anyway and it yielded some cool results well I have an example of something I didn't do oh, okay. that's, how that's about cool. that, yeah, that works so that's an easier one so I I love this stuff right I love technology which is part of the reason Big Cat Media is coming back and mm -hmm. also you know we live in a world that tech is pretty um, I don't know it's infiltrated us it's everywhere <laughs> um, but my undergraduate degree is in broadcast communication arts and I don't think I pursued that hard enough when I was younger because my career path might have gone a different way. Mm -hmm. I actually really love educational TV, educational media, educational anything. Mm -hmm. And so and, um, that opportunity to combine your interests I think is really valuable. Mm -hmm. The hard part about it is sometimes you have to move and that's yeah. really hard. And so I chose not to move for personal reasons because I had some sick family members. 
But if you have an opportunity where you can pursue your dreams, I think you should go for it, right? I don't mm -hmm. have any regrets. I use a lot of my undergraduate degree, which is in broadcast communication arts, in everything that I do, in, in marketing and public relations and outreach with parents, um, in starting helping you guys get Big Cat Media up and running. Mm -hmm. uh, Big Cat Media up and running. Yeah, that came out right. <laughs> so I think that's, that's like an example where I was limited by a personal thing. But um, if I could roll through that again, I think I would have pursued that a lot harder. So should we expect any educational videos from Miss Kelly soon? No. <laughs> YouTube channel, yeah. perhaps? No, what was that? A YouTube channel. YouTube, the teaching Vlogger. channel. You know what? Um, this summer I've committed to become a Twitter goddess. Is that <laughs> uh, sure, we'll totally take that. A Twitter goddess, yeah, so I can communicate effectively. Um, Do you actually, have a Twitter handle yet? Not yet. Want, I, I think it's got to be like a work one, so it can't be like... <laughs> Personal, I'd rather be out hiking, but um, like, for work-related, you know, it's going to be kind of work-related. Um, but I, I think that there's great opportunity there, and I don't know if education is shifting fast enough to mm -hmm. accommodate the fact that you guys can do this today without even thinking too hard about yeah. it. Um, and so if it was in my perfect world, I'd get away from really traditional models like the textbook thing and mm -hmm. um, into more hands-on application yeah, of student definitely. learning. Definitely. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of different ways that students can learn, and maybe some students prefer a textbook while... Others prefer like more like engagement. Others like look at media and they learn from that. So I think there should be a, a more broader range in how to learn. It's pretty awesome. I, I mean, I I believe my next job will be at the principal level again because I, I want to keep working at a school. But the job after that, I don't know. It might be in, in ed tech, okay. which yeah. is possible. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm still pretty motivated by helping students kind of pursue their dreams. Mm -hmm. So any plans for the summer? Oh, what are you gonna do during the summer? <laughs> I don't know, I was planning on going to Hawaii, but it's kind of blowing up. Yeah. So, like, you know, well, there's a little bit of a lava problem there, which is, like, so totally prehistoric and random and weird and cool at the same time, but I feel bad if you can that car. Huh? I saw a video of a car getting completely demolished by right? the, this lava. I saw that. It looks like the blobs eating it, right? It's like, blah, 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 car gone. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know yet. I haven't made plans. I thought about a friend of mine wants to go drive the um, the Florida Keys. I thought about maybe hopping out and going mm -hmm. to Europe. I guess it depends how much time I have off between this job and my new job, because I also want to be present there and I want to do a good job here and turn it over to Mr. Kleckner and I want to do a good job there. So it's a timing thing, but you know I just mm -hmm. pick up the phone and make a reservation and go. I don't <laughs> get too stressed about it. We got some good ideas. Where should I go? Uh. I would suggest Hawaii because that's where my family usually goes. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, can you go to all the islands now? Is it safe on them or what? I don't know. I don't really get updates. But I mean, like, Cancun's uh, pretty nice think, too. Cancun. Yeah, right? Cancun. I mean, Mexico would be yeah. fun, mm -hmm. huh? Maybe even Europe or something. I've never really yeah. been there, but I think uh, my parents went to Paris. They had a fun time. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I've been, I was, I've been in Paris many years ago. I haven't been in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't have plans yet, but I will. Well, I just kind of, like I said, as soon as my job yeah. is done, I just pick up the phone and go. If you guys have any suggestions, put it down in the comments section. Right. Where should Miss Kelly go comments? for vacation? We'll make a comment section. Where should Miss Kelly go for vacation? Um, I do want to take some time, some downtime, because I am shifting gears and uh, shifting between schools, and no school is like another. So it's really important to like mm -hmm. shift gears and really like be fresh and ready for the new one to kind of um, see where you're going and where you're going to leave the school. Any last words of advice to the outgoing seniors, incoming freshmen, anyone who's listening to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, make a commitment to yourself and make a commitment to your school and get involved. Um, I think that we're all, the community is based upon people participating and it's so easy to sit on the sidelines and go, oh, that's stupid or why do we do that? Mm -hmm. And I challenge everyone, myself included, to dive in and like 
you know, go for it. Do something different. Try something different. Learn something new. That's really cool. So there you have it. Miss Kelly, thank you so much for coming. This has been another episode of Off Campus. Please visit our website link below. I'm Ani. And I'm Chadis. And we are out. Thank you. Thank you.